Hey everybody, welcome to AWM Insights. This is a quick hit each week on timely investment topics. I'm Brandon Averill, a partner with AWM Capital, and today we're joined by co-host Justin Dyer, a chartered financial analyst and AWM's chief investment officer. With that, we're gonna jump into a conversation to help you maximize your net worth. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brandon. It's an honor to be a part of this podcast. I'll, I'll do my best not to go uh, too deep into the nerdy, esoteric, uh, as it were that charter financial analysts like to uh, live in. Awesome. Well, today we're not going to make that easy on you. We're going to jump into a, actually a pretty complicated topic. We're going to talk a little bit today about what it's like to take a company from private to public. Uh, there's been a lot in the news recently about SPACs, and we've talked about that in the past uh, AWM Insights, but we just got some news on direct listings. And then there's always the ever-present IPOs that, you know, the media just loves to blow out of proportion. So, you know, I think today will be good to, to break some of that down. For those of you who don't know, IPO is an initial public offering, and it's been the most traditional way to take companies from private to public. But we all also know when we really dig into that CFA, that charter financial analyst side, that most of the value for companies isn't actually created at IPO or when they go public. Most of that value is actually created in private markets. And so, Justin, I know this is an area you've looked a lot into. I mean, we saw, uh, we've seen a lot of companies go public. Can you just touch on a little bit the uh, the data behind this and talk a little bit about where that value creation is actually made? Certainly. So, um, yeah, like Brandon said, the IPO or private to public life cycle or step in the life cycle rather is super important within investing in the capital markets. And in general, uh, those IPOs get a ton of headlines and, and coverage in the media. But when you look at the data in general, participating in IPOs right out of the gate generally haven't favored uh, the investor over the ensuing six to 12 months. Most of the time, there's some underperformance relative to the market. Like as an example, looking at a period from 2001 to 2008, IPOs underperformed by a little on over 2% versus the market as a whole. So in general, they haven't been great investments on their own. Now, there are some unicorns, as the phrase is bantered about, which are the, the very, very popular private companies uh, of the world. You know, Spotify was one. There's a, a recent company called Palantir coming coming up to go public is another. And these are the headline grabbers for sure. But net net on average, IPO participation generally doesn't bode well because most of that value creation, as Brandon alluded to, happens in the in the private marketplace where venture capitalists are reaping the vast majority of the reward and they're going public to liquidate their investments and, and reap that reward. And so again, kind of keeping most of the gains to themselves. That's really interesting. I, you mentioned Palantir and they're going to take a little bit of a different direction and going from private to public is what I was reading. I mean, we still have some companies. I, I think it's an interesting time right now. We've got five companies companies that I know of taking that traditional IPO route, Snowflake, uh, Unity Software, JFrog, Sumo Logic, and Amwell. But we're going to see a couple of companies take a, a different approach between Asana and Palantir that are going after this kind of direct listing and be able to raise capital in a new way. I know Bill Gurley, the former Benchmark Capital partner has been outspoken about the support of this and being able to create, you know, raise money through this direct listing. Uh, have you read much about that? What's your take on direct listings? Yeah, in general, I, I like the concept uh, and, and the concept or motivation behind direct listings is super similar to the SPACs 
or special purpose acquisition companies that you guys have touched on in the past. It, you know, essentially you're trying to cut out the middleman, right? Where in the past, maybe one could argue that part of the reason IPOs haven't performed is because there is a middleman that is somewhat, you know, taking a piece uh, of the pie. The direct listing is more of a direct to market type approach to get getting your company traded on a, a public exchange. And in general, if you can do that within an industry or a marketplace, you're generally going to reap some rewards from um, from that activity. So I really like the idea of direct listings. Now, will it improve the performance of public listings going forward? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see, but it certainly is a more efficient way of companies getting access to the public markets. Now, one quick comment. Traditionally, people haven't, companies rather haven't gone that route because it's not a way to raise additional capital. It's just a way to put your company out on the public market as is, if you will. But recently, the SEC uh, just passed last week, actually, the abilities for companies to raise additional capital through a direct listing platform. And that certainly is probably going to peak the attraction of that method going forward. I think that's great to know. And and as these rules change, obviously, you know, it's important to kind of keep in mind all the new avenues that you can hit on investing. I think the big message here is just that, you know, it, it's no different than what we've hit on in the past. The public markets are super efficient. You know, IPOs are, are certainly not withstanding or, or, you know, the information now becomes public. And so, the information advantage is somewhat gone. I'm sure that indirectly has led to some of these IPOs not performing as well as they probably should have. And I think kind of going back to if you have the ability and you have the desire to try to find out performance, all of this just hits so much more on try to find your way into that to that private side. And we've hit the private investing side quite a bit. But remember there that uh, the reason why all this value creation is made there is because it's also a place where a lot can go wrong. So you want to make sure you're investing with the right people on that side. So Justin, great debut here in the uh, your first AWM Insights. Hopefully this has been a big value for everybody. Uh, it's a complicated topic. We definitely encourage you to reach out if you have more questions. I mean, we got $44 billion worth of startups going from private to public right now, I think is the estimate. So welcome everybody to visit awminsights.com to learn more about this topic and to listen to other episodes. Uh, and certainly if you want to be the first to hear the next episode, please go on and sign up for our newsletter. And with that, we're going to sign off here. Just remind everybody, stay hungry, stay humble, and always be a pro.